0: Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt, and this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. Today, I'm sharing the audio from a very popular webinar I gave a while back. We called it How to Maximize the Market Value of Your Business. Now, we know how to do webinars here at Full Focus, and honestly, there might be too much information in here for one podcast. But I know that it's information that almost any business owner needs to know, and the sooner you know it, the better off you'll be. So make sure to stay tuned until the end so that you can hear about our limited time offer. It's only for listeners of Lead to Win, and it expires on August the 17th. That's tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. All right, let's get started.
1: All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now?
2: No, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs)
0: you know the topic today, but it's basically how to increase the market value of your company. I'm going to be sharing with you guys eight value accelerators to grow your net worth exponentially. Okay. How many of you plan to sell your business or hope to sell your business, say in the next 10 years? For most business owners, their business is the largest single asset In their portfolio, right? I mean, it's true for most of of us. If you ever intend to sell your business or if you need to sell it, then this training is going to be powerful for you, okay? Because one of the things that you're going to want to do is maximize the value of your business for prospective buyers because you want to command the biggest amount that you can, right? And so being deliberate about this process is essential to getting the most value out of the transaction. And oh, by the way, even if you don't intend to sell your business, it's a good idea to build your business as though you are going to sell it. And there are at least three reasons for doing so. So I want to walk through these three reasons for you just in case maybe you're not convinced that you want to sell it. I want to convince you that you need to build it like you're going to sell it. Okay. And then we're going to get into the eight value accelerators. Uh, Guys, I don't I don't know. Probably somebody teaches this out there, but I've never been through a teaching on this type of thing. I'm going to tell you why I think I'm qualified to teach it here in just a moment. But three reasons why you might want to sell it at some point in the future. Okay. First of all, you might change your mind later. You know, maybe you don't want to sell it now. But let's be honest, business is hard. Yeah, yeah, you're having fun right now, but business can be challenging and demanding. And maybe at some point, you'd kind of like to take a deep breath and be able to focus on some other aspect of your life, like maybe your family or your grandkids or take those vac- vacations that you've been putting off, whatever it is, or maybe you just get bored, right? No shame in that. But after coaching hundreds of entrepreneurs, I find that this is typically the norm. Most enjoy starting a business. They just don't enjoy running a business. Okay? So that's the first reason. You might change your mind later. Second reason is you might not have a choice. You might not have a choice. So I want to tell you a story of this past spring. I I, I serve on a board, first of all, a nonprofit board, and there's another board member who had a business, has had a business for decades. He's in his early 60s, and last year, 2021, he got COVID. Now, the part of it that was scary is he ended up in the hospital for 142 days, and he was actually in an induced coma for six months weeks. Now, the problem was that the way in which he had built his business, it was too dependent upon him. And so, when he stopped working, the revenue slowly but surely stopped coming in. His wife didn't know if he was going to recover, if he was going to come out of the coma. And so, she desperately tried to sell the business. So initially, she got some positive responses. She got people that wanted to look at the financials and, you know, kick the tires a little bit. And she thought she, in fact, might be able to sell it. But one of the things that every prospective buyer realized very quickly was that the business was totally dependent upon him as the business owner. And in fact, the business really wasn't worth anything without him. She couldn't sell it. He had to earlier this year declare bankruptcy. He finally came out of the coma. He's finally released from the hospital. He's still on oxygen, but he had to declare bankruptcy. And he said to me, "This was a guy that was, you know, had more than a million dollars worth of cash flow a year. Thought he had a multi-million dollar business, and now all he's got is Social Security, and whatever consulting he can pick up. But he's not actually really in, in good enough health to even travel." So, all I'm saying is that you might need to sell it. You may not have a choice. Circumstances might overwhelm you and you have to sell the business and you want to be in a position to get the maximum value. Okay. I have another question for you guys. How many of you suspect that your business is too dependent upon you? Yeah. Look at that. Holy smoke. You guys watching the chat? I mean, this has got to be. The majority here. I should have taken a vote. Okay. Reason number three, you guys ready for this one? Reason number three, you'll benefit even if you never sell it. And here's why. By getting your business in the right shape, by paying attention to the eight value accelerators that I'm going to give you here in just a moment, it's going to make your business more predictable and more profitable. So, that even if you never sell it, the business will be more stable and you'll extract more consistent cash flow from it. It'll position you for success. So, in order to do this, if you're really serious about selling your business at some point in the future, you got to think about this, honestly, years in advance. Because what I'm going to share with you is not something you can do over the weekend. It's not even something that you can do over a few months. Typically, this is going to take you a significant amount of time to get yourself set up and positioned for a sale. Now, if you were to go out and talk to a business broker, which, by the way, I recommend if you're going to sell your business, but if you're going to talk to a broker, they're going to tell you minimum for most businesses. And this would be a healthy business with positive cash flow. It's going to take you nine minutes, nine months, at least, Maybe a year, maybe more, to get your business maximized, optimized so that you can extract the most value from it. Now, why am I qualified to do this training? Well, over the course of my career, which has been over 40 years now, I've bought and/ or sold over a dozen businesses. In fact, I counted them up the other day, I think it was about 17. These have ranged in price from a million dollars, So the biggest one that I ever sold was half a billion. Okay. Most of them were the 20 to $30 million range. Now, initially, I didn't have a clue. I didn't know what I was doing, but I went to school on it and I had some of the best, biggest brokers in New York City, San Francisco, Chicago, and elsewhere. And I went to school on them and I took, they had vast experience with Hundreds, sometimes thousands of transactions. And I said, How can I maximize the value of the business so that I can put the spit and shine on it so I can extract the most value? Because I want to give, get the biggest amount of money that I can get. Okay. So that half a billion dollar transaction, that was Thomas Nelson Publishers, which we ended up selling to HarperCollins. And at the time that we sold it, it was the biggest transaction ever in the publishing industry. So we got more as a multiple than any publishing company had ever gotten. So here's here's the basic rule of the thing that you need to think. The more buyers you have at the table, the more you can benefit from what's called deal heat, where they start competing against each other. And the more people that you have at the table, the more attractive your business is, the more value you're going to be able to extract from it. So you want as many buyers at the table as possible. Now, you might be tempted to think, well, you know, if I can just find one person, I'm sure they'll be fair with me. You don't really know what your business is worth until you get a lot of buyers at the table. And the market will determine what the businesses work. Any broker worth their salt will give you a range. They're not going to give you an absolute number. And in fact, well, typically you're not going to price the business. You're going to let the prospective buyers look at your financials, do all their due diligence, and then make an offer based on that. And you will be shocked at the range, right? So it could be, some people may offer twice as much as somebody else. We just sold a small business of ours about what was that? Almost two years ago, Platform University, and the range of offers was significant. And that business sold a little bit north of a million dollars. So, smallish, but still helpful. You know, I was happy to get the cash. So, I want to get into this, and I want to get into these eight value accelerators. And the first one is this, determine an exit date. So begin with the end in mind. So if you've been on any of my trainings, you know that I love Dr. Stephen Covey. And one of the things that I love from the seven habits of highly successful people is to begin with the end in mind. So unless you establish an exit date, you're probably gonna procrastinate and it's never gonna feel urgent enough for you to take action So the first thing you need to do if you want to accelerate the value of your business is establish an exit date. This is going to inform everything you do from this point forward. And even if you don't plan to exit, this is going to put you in a position where you could sell if you had to, and nothing focuses your effort like a deadline. By the way, one of the things I didn't mention at the beginning I intended to mention is that I'm going to take Q&A at the end of this. We're going to do live Q&A. You're going to be able to actually come on camera on this Zoom call and ask me a question about this or anything else related to business or life. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you that. But you're probably going to have questions as we go through. So jot them down. And I'm going to give you the answers here in a little bit. So Dean says, or Dane says, how do you determine a date? Just come up with one. You know, would you like to sell in three years? How long is it going to take to get your business in shape so that you can maximize the value. Now you might wanna wait till I get done with the training so that you have the full context of what is necessary. And then you can determine a date. So it's probably not gonna be near term. It's probably gonna take longer than that, but this is pretty subjective. There's no right or wrong answer, but it's kind of up to you. Okay, so value accelerator, number one, determine an exit date. You're gonna start from the end and you're gonna work backwards. Okay, so I did this. This wasn't selling my business because I still own full focus. Uh, But when I made the uh, transition from being the CEO of the business to being the chairman and turning the business over to my daughter, Megan Hyatt Miller, that happened uh, almost. When did that happen? January the 1st, 2021. We announced that about three years prior to that. I announced to our team. We had an all employee team meeting. We'd gone off to a, a retreat with our, all of our employees and their spouses. And I said, hey, just want you guys to know that I'm going to make an exit and I'm not going to be the CEO after, now here's what I said, January the 1st, 2022. Okay, so then I worked with Megan to help her get whatever she needed to get to be a world-class CEO in terms of whatever I could pass on to her. We'd worked together for a lot of years, uh, outside training, whatever it was. And the crazy thing was, She was ready sooner than I thought. So that's why I made the transition a year earlier than I anticipated. And it was awesome. It's been an incredible transition. Now she's running everything. She's running the show and I get to do things like this, the things that I really love. So it's been a lot of fun. So determine the exit date. Value accelerator number two, remove yourself from the business. I I saw where so many of you indicated that you kind of suspected that the business is too dependent upon you, right? So lots of you, scores of you said that you suspected that was the case. Here's why that's important. And you got to start thinking about this now. Nothing will suppress the value of your business like making it dependent upon you. And here's why. Prospective buyers, if they smell that the business is too dependent upon you, they will apply what's called the key man or key woman discount, which means that if the business were independent of you, maybe it would be worth two, three, four, five times what it is right now. But because it's dependent upon you, and because you may not be going with the transaction, the business is worth a fraction. Of what it would otherwise be worth. So I want you to remember this. This comes from an entrepreneur by the name of Jeff Hussey. And he said, Ego is dilutive to net worth. Ego is dilutive to net worth. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that the more you insist on being the face of your business, being at the center of everything and having everything operationally dependent upon you and insisting that you make every decision, that's ego. And that's going to be dilutive. In other words, that's going to suppress, depress your net worth, the value that you can get out of the business. So it's diluted net worth. So you've got to get yourself out of the business. Now, maybe some of you have built a personal brand, I did the exact same thing. I was front and center of my business. We called the business Michael Hyatt and Company. And I was the personality. I was the, if you will, the celebrity. Well, when I decided to make the transition out of being the CEO, I decided that's got to change. Like, I don't intend to sell the business. I love this business but I'd like to have the option. And I definitely don't want the business dependent upon me. You know why? Because I like to vacation. I like to spend time with my grandkids. I'm leaving next week for Peru. I'm gonna be gone for a couple of weeks. We're going to Hawaii later this summer. And you know what? The business won't miss a beat because it's not dependent upon me. So you've gotta remove yourself from the business. Now, Now, if you're at the center of your business, this will not happen overnight, but you got to learn at the very least to delegate. You become the lid on the business and its ability to scale if you are at the center of every decision, if every process requires your involvement, if your face is on the business. Why do you think we renamed our business from Michael Hyde & Company to full focus earlier this year? We've been planning on that for a couple of years. It's part of this whole thing of removing me from the business. Because if I did want to sell the business, I want them to have zero consideration for my involvement. I want them to believe and think that whether I'm involved or not, the business will generate massive cash flow. Okay? So you got to remove yourself for the business.
1: a ticket to the live event, which is normally $197.
2: That's a killer deal. It's a
1: killer deal. It's a no brainer in my opinion, Um, but definitely join us. It's going to be so much fun. January 5th, it's totally virtual. So no matter where you are in the world or, um, you know, whether you can get on a plane or not, don't worry about it. You don't have to, you can do this from the comfort of your own home and we'll be right there. Yeah.
2: And just imagine having your goals already set for the entire year and a plan to execute them. Yeah. That's worth all the money that you can. And the best part, it's a free event for you if you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course.
1: Yes. All right, well, we would love to see you there. So make sure to go to FullFocusStore.com and take advantage of this deal. We'd love to see you at your best driver live.
0: Third value accelerator, build a dream team. Now, here's why this is important. Perspective buyers rarely want to operate your business. This is particularly true of financial investors who are not operators, investment bankers, venture capitalists. Uh, trust me, they don't know how to run a business. They can run an investment firm, but normally they have a portfolio of disparate businesses. There's no way that they could have the skills necessary to run all those businesses so they're going to depend upon you and or and preferably or your management team, your leadership team to run the business. And that's why you've got to have a dream team because here's what's going to happen. When you get at the negotiating table, one of the things that's going to happen is prospective buyers, your final buyers are going to want to to meet the leadership team. And that team needs to be impressive. They need to be smart, They need to be articulate and they need to have total command of their subject matter specialty. So if you've got a marketing VP of marketing or a chief marketing officer, that person needs to be brilliant at marketing. If you have a CFO, your chief financial officer needs to be brilliant at finance. And I'm not talking about like, like, you know, the best in the world, but I'm talking about they've got to be a cut above. They've got to be really smart, really articulate, very friendly and warm and likable. So you got to build the team with that in mind. and oh by the way, if you never sell your business, these people will help it skyrocket and will help it generate consistent cash flow. So there's there's no losing here. you know the best people if you hire the best people you can, your business will only benefit. That's what we've done here at full focus. I have a killer executive team. I've got, and I'm a little biased on this, but I've got a phenomenal CEO in Megan and I've got a phenomenal executive team and, exo- and, a, and a phenomenal leadership team, amazing employees. And I would be proud, if I were going to sell the business, I would be proud to show those people off, to introduce prospective buyers to those people. So you got to look at it from the, the, the buyer's perspective. When there's a great team in place, it reduces risk. And the the amount that they're going to pay you for the business is going to be a function of risk. It's not the only component, but if you can reduce the risk, people will pay more for your business. So that's value accelerator number three, build a dream team. Don't skimp on this, okay? You got to build a dream team and it'll serve you in so many ways. Okay, value accelerator number four, focus on key financial metrics. You got to get laser focused. Now, I'm going to be the first person to admit, it's not all about the money, right? It's not all about the money. I, my, I suspect that for most of you, you didn't get into the business you're into because it was about the money. By the way, no shame if you did, but I'm just saying for most of you, you didn't. But in terms of what prospective buyers are going to look at, they may not be in it for the money either, but I promise you, they're going to pay attention to the financial metrics because the last thing they they want to buy is an alligator that they have to feed. So they want it to be financially sound. So you've got to focus on the financial metrics. Now, let me just give you a couple of them. Number one is EBITDA or earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. If that's a acronym you're not familiar with, uh, you need to get familiar with it, but it just means profit. And it's the kind of profit nuance or metric that prospective buyers are going to look at. So the more profitable your business, within reason, they're going to pay you a multiple of your 12 months trailing EBITDA. So, in other words, they're going to look back for whatever time it is, like we're almost now to June the 30th, right? And so, if they look back from July the 1st till June the 30th of this year, so July the 1st of last year, 12 months ago almost, till June the 30th, what was the profitability? And they're going to pay you some multiple of that EBITDA number. So, maybe four times, maybe six times, maybe 10 times. When I sold that big publishing company, it was 12 times, almost 13 times our EBITDA, okay? In other industries, it's more granulated. So for example, if you have a big membership site, they pay you a multiple of your recurring monthly revenue, your subscription fees. If you're in a software business, they may just pay you a multiple of revenue. They don't really care if you're making money. They figure that if you're growing and you've got, a lot of demand, they can make the rest of it work. So whatever it is in your industry, you, and this is where you might want to talk to some prospective brokers or talk to some of your colleagues in the industry and see what multiples are based on. Is it EBITDA? That's going to be most businesses. Is it function of monthly recurring revenue, MRR, or is it going to be a function of revenue? So this is why you've got to get locked into those financial metrics And you've got to be laser locked on improving them because the more you can drive those up and to the right where they're growing, by the way, growth rate is another metric that's important, but whatever it is, you got to get laser focused on those three to five financial metrics that at the end of the day will determine the amount of money that you get from prospective buyers or the bids that you get from prospective buyers. Value accelerator number five, identify your proprietary advantage. This is essentially how you build a moat around your castle. So it's impenetrable by the competition. This could take uh, a lot of different forms. It could take the form of copyrighted intellectual property, trademarked brands or products or services, patents, or some combination of all three. It could also be a process that differentiates you from the competition. Let me give you an example. I have a friend that uh, is a financial advisor. He wanted to sell his business, so he did all the things I'm talking to you about today, but he also realized that he needed a proprietary process. And so he came up with a seven part proprietary process that differentiated him from his competition. So that when he sat down with every prospective client, he would say, we have a seven-part proprietary process and it begins today and we're gonna walk you through this process. And this is designed to dramatically increase your wealth. So do you have a proprietary advantage? What is it? I can tell you at Faux Focus, we have a gazillion copyrights. We have a lot of trademarks. We don't have any patents, but we also have several proprietary processes. That is what makes our business valuable. Okay. So you need a proprietary advantage. Yes. You know, the balance sheet is important. And that was kind of the last point I was making about financial metrics, but this is kind of the soft stuff, the stuff that really um, gives you an edge against other people who may be selling businesses similar to yours. So that's value accelerator number five. Number six, diversify your customer portfolio. Again, I I said to you, prospective buyers want to minimize risk. So if, for example, they see that, yeah, you've got a great business and you're generating millions of dollars, but you're selling 80% of that through Amazon, yikes, that's too dependent upon one customer. Another business uh, that I wanted to buy years ago It looked great on the surface. I love their products. I love the management team. And then I discovered that 85% of their products were being sold through Walmart. Now, I, I know how finicky Walmart can be. And I knew all it would take is for the Walmart buyer to basically say, yep, we've moved on or we found a better company. That business would go up in smoke overnight. So you want to diversify your customer portfolio. Again, it takes risk out. And whenever you take risk out of the equation, that's gonna drive the price up, okay? So reduce risk by diversifying your customer portfolio. Maybe it's uh, you're too dependent upon one channel. You know, maybe you only have a retail channel that you sell to. Maybe you need direct to consumer or maybe you only sell to other businesses. It's a B2B business. But how can you diversify the customer portfolio? Because again, that's gonna reduce risk. Okay. So you got to anticipate the objections. <music> Value accelerator number seven, diversify your product suite. Okay. Like this is the, the other side of the coin. So you need diversified customer base, but you also need diversify diversification in your product suite. So you don't want to have all your sales dependent upon one product. You also don't want to hodgepodge of products that don't strategically relate to one another. The reason, by the way, we sold Platform University is because even though that business was fantastic for a time, it no longer strategically fit with the rest of our business. It was a business about building personal brands. It was a business about elevating your personal platform. How in the world does that fit with business coaching or with the full focus planner or with goal achievement or productivity, which is what we're all about today? So a hodgepodge of products is not the solution either. They need to be strategically related. And if you can explain in a logical and rational way how all of your products fit together, in other words, like a customer journey, like I can tell you, for example, oftentimes people buy our full focus planner, then they'll buy one of our courses, and then they get interested in business coaching. So there's a very predictable pathway on the customer journey. What is it for you? Do you have a diversity in your product line? Is there a logical arrangement or relationship between those different products? This is worth thinking through. Value accelerator number eight. And this is more relevant than when I first taught this. And that is to recession-proof your business. Recession-proof your business. I'm going to tell you how to do this. How many of you would like to know How to recession-proof your business. First of all, before you answer that question, answer this. How many of you are a little bit concerned about the prospect of a recession? So here's what you've got to do to recession-proof your business. You've got to reposition your products and or your services as essential, as essential. So that no one would dare try to navigate the recession without your products. Now, for some of you, this is going to take some creativity. We have a business coaching program called Business Accelerator. I'm going to tell you more about it in just a minute. And by the way, the, the kind of training I'm doing, this is something I do with our business accelerator coaching clients every Monday. So for an hour every Monday, I teach some content like this and then we do a QA. So this was billed as, as experiencing business accelerator. So this is pretty typical for what what we do on Monday. And in fact, I taught this on Monday uh several months ago when i was talking about this so one of the things that that we've taught is you've got to make your product or your service essential so let me tell you we started this back when covid started so we had i don't know 5 or 600 business coaching clients in the program when the pandemic started and many of those people were really in a pickle right because they'd never stress tested their business in a pandemic i mean Gosh, none of us had, right? So they had to make their business essential even during a pandemic. And honestly, most of them did amazingly well because they did what we suggested. So here's what we've done in our business coaching program. You know, some people might think, well, you know, business coaching would be nice to have. Here's what we've said to people as we've positioned business coaching. We've said, you know, running a business is tough. And it's and even in good times, and if you compare it to whitewater rafting, if you have class one, class two rapids, maybe you can navigate that on your own. Maybe you don't need a business coach. That's fine. But if you get into class five or six rapids, do you want to be out there on the river without a guide? Heck no. Same thing when it comes to a recession. You want to have somebody that's objective, somebody that's experienced somebody that can guide you through the process so you don't crash on the rocks. So that's how we've repositioned our coaching business so that it's recession-proof, okay? So what is it for you? I don't know what your business is. I don't know what service you offer, but the time to think about that is now. We're not officially in a recession. You know, we're facing some headwinds with inflation, but the time to think about this is now. Don't stick your head in the sand. Think about this. What could you do to recession-proof your business? Because I promise you, you will get asked this question by prospective buyers. I've gotten asked this question every single time I've tried to sell a business. How do we know that this business will still work in a recession? Now, the best answer to that is to go back in your financials and say, well, let me just demonstrate. Here's how we did in the in the last recession. If you can do that, if your business started after the last recession, Then you have to just make the case. Here's why we think it's going to be recession-proof. And that your answer to that question will, in part, determine the value that other people are willing to pay for it. Because, again, they want to take the risk out. Nobody wants to buy a business, hit a recession, and then watch the business that they just bought implode, right? I wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. Okay, let me do a quick recap. First of all, determine an exit date. Start with the end in mind. Number two, remove yourself from the business. Yes, remove yourself from the business, not all at once. Don't just walk away, but systematically figure out how to extract yourself from the business so it's not dependent upon you. Number three, build a dream team so that when prospective buyers meet your team, they go, We like these people and boy, are they smart. We could totally see them running this business and taking it to the next level. Number four, value accelerator. Focus on the key financial metrics. Only three to five, but what are the important financial metrics that prospective buyers are gonna focus on when they come kicking the tires? Number five, identify your proprietary advantage. This is the boat around your castle. What is it that makes you special? Number six, diversify your customer portfolio so that not all of your sales are coming from one customer or not even the majority of sales, but there's diversification. Number seven, just like your customers, diversify your product suite. And number eight, recession-proof your business. I wanna give you guys an opportunity to find out more about our coaching program. Look, this is no pressure. I'm not gonna go into a big pitch about it. But what I'm gonna tell you is that we have a business coaching program that I believe is second to none. And I can tell you that our average business coaching client, when they get into the program in the first 12 months of the program, and we track these metrics meticulously, their business grows by 67% on average, some more, some way more, some less, but on average, 67%. I've Now got to say this disclaimer, your mileage will vary And it depends upon what you do with the information. Because if you don't work it, it ain't going to happen, right? But all I'm saying is that if you want a business that can scale and grow and where you can get the expert help you need to position your business, to really grow it, and to remove yourself from the business, that's exactly what Business Accelerator is set up to do. And you can set up a free business growth coaching call with one of our business growth consultants by going to businessaccelerator.com forward slash act. That call is totally free. It's 45 minutes long. And our business growth consultants are not going to spend 45 minutes trying to sell you on our program. They're going to listen. They're going to find out what you want, what your biggest challenges are, and you will walk away from that call with some clarity that you probably don't have right now. They will enable you to get focused on the main thing so that you make the main thing, the main thing. And then if they sense that you might be a right fit for our coaching program, they will invite you to apply, okay? So that's how it works. I promise you, this is not you know, a high pressure sales call. This is really about us serving you and helping you get the help you need. Our goal is that whether you join our coaching program or not, you walk away with more clarity, with more motivation, with the priorities that you need to focus on so you can really dramatically increase the value of your business and, frankly, your own free time. Because we're we're committed to helping our clients get something we call the double win, where they win at work and succeed at life. By the way, those same clients that get 67% average growth, listen to me carefully, they on average decrease their work week by 11 hours a week. So we actually believe, okay, this is crazy, but we believe you can achieve more by actually doing less. And Business Accelerator will show you exactly how to do that. Well, hey there. It's present day, Michael, just popping into the podcast to let you know about that special deal just for listeners of Lead to Win. If you visit businessaccelerator.com slash act, And if you schedule a call today or tomorrow, that's August the 16th or 17th, then you'll receive free access to our new course, No Fail Meetings. And if you find meetings boring, or if you find that meetings are a waste of time, then this is the perfect course for you. In this course, you'll discover how to flip everything you hate about meetings and turn them into productive, enjoyable, and most importantly, profitable events. That's a $99 value for free if you book a call at businessaccelerator.com slash act before the end of Wednesday, August the 17th. You can also find that link in the episode description, but if it were me, I'd just go to the link now. Or if you're busy, just tell Siri to remind you in an hour. By the way, just a heads up that Business Accelerator is not for everybody. It works best for businesses with revenue of at least half a million dollars a year. Now, we've got 70 different industries represented in our program, ranging from that half a million dollars a year to tens of millions of dollars in annual revenue. So we've got the experience to help you no matter what your business is. If you're not quite at $500,000 yet, but you think you could hit that number in the next 12 months, then go ahead and book a call at businessaccelerator.com act. We'd love to help you get there even faster. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this webinar on how to maximize the market value of your business. Remember, if you book a free business growth coaching call before the end of Wednesday, August the 17th, then you'll also get the free no-fail meetings course at no cost to you. So there's nothing to lose, only great things to gain. That's businessaccelerator.com act. Until next time, lead to win.